You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Sullen Radio. This is Joe Swanson. My guest today is uh, a tattooer who was one half of one of the biggest Sullen family events of this last year. Now before we get to this uh, talk with, uh, with my guest, um, if you'd like, I still do have some uh, Time and Tide prints. You can go to therealjoeswanson.com, check out the merch page. Um, these prints are 11 by 14, guys. They were made by Scott down at Rebel Reprints. They're on textured paper, super high quality. Check them out if you like one. Uh, definitely pick it up. That helps me out, and I really appreciate it. A couple shout-outs this week. Uh, at Lunchbox715, thanks, man, for all the support, constant support from the beginning. Um, and into this podcast. And I want to give a special shout out right now to um, Tim Herring over at Sullen uh, Clothing. He helps me out every week with these uh, flyers that you guys see on Instagram and Facebook. And I want to make sure that he knows that I appreciate that. Tim, you do a great job on those. Thank you for doing that for me. And I appreciate it. Um, this is Sullen Radio, guys. And this is my talk with tattooer Big Gus. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Oh, snap. What's happening, man? How are you? Good. Dude. It only took a year to get me on here, but I finally got on here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we had that good little talk at, uh, at Ink and Iron last year, and um, that, that was our second talk. You know, the first one was, uh, was live as well. This is the first time we've talked not li- like not in person, man. <laughs> yeah pretty much dude pretty much man it's uh it, it's been it's been cool to uh become more and more like the first time we talked i was familiar with selling but i wasn't familiar with your involvement in the brand and 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 right as a as how deep it went you know talk about your your in, like you've talked about in other times um how you first reached out to ryan and and got connected in doing collaborations and and stuff like that with him but talk about your connection with sullen and how that got developed my connection with sullen um well that's pretty deep i mean it goes way back to pretty much the beginning of when sullen first started uh transitioning into the tattoo world my introduction to ryan was um I believe it was the very first music, and at the time, Stolen only had a, a few artists. It was uh, Carlos Torres, Tom Berg, and Nico mm-hmm. were were the first ones that were uh, a part of the brand. And I saw Nico's T-shirt, and I asked him, you know, like, hey, who did your shirt? And he's like, oh, these guys at Stolen, they did my shirt, you know. And at that time, I had seen Carlos's shirt. You know, Carlos was already been a friend of mine for a while. And so I was like, all right, these T-shirts are pretty dope, you know. And I had this really awesome idea for a T-shirt. And um, so anyways, I was working away, and I heard that Ryan wanted to meet me. So I walked over trying to find their booth. And I remember at that time, I was like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It was like this little-ass booth in the second building. And I remember walking over there, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm here to uh, talk to Ryan and Jeremy about about Solon, I heard you guys want to talk to me, you know, keep in mind at this time, Solon was barely transitioning into tattooing, like literally, it was like right at the beginning of when they put Nico's shirt together, like for that weekend, like in, uh, Carlos Torres and Tom Berg were like the very first shirts I ever seen, and 
I remember it was like the hat with the candles on it, and uh, Carlos Torres did like a chess piece design. Anyways, talked to Ryan, and Ryan's like, yeah, man, I've been trying to talk to you for like ever, but every time I go try to find you, you're always fucking gone, you know, and it's like, <laughs> fuck, man, you know, I've, all, I've even like eight years ago, I still have that habit, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in this industry a long time, so I stay pretty busy, you know, and so finally we, we, were, we were able to catch up, and I told him I had the idea of wanting to do this uh, design, and he's like, well, come on over to the warehouse, you know, and at that time, uh, I believe it was in Irvine, it was right by the Santa Monica Airport, it was like small and tiny, it's like nothing compared to what it is today, you know, and so I go over there and I tell him that I had this idea of doing a, a fallen angel design, and I told him I want to do a really sexy girl with the war, like with the, you know, with some like cloth and then doing the Day of the Dead stuff, because the Day of the Dead stuff, I've been seeing it since I was 14 years old with the homeboys, you know, it's something that's Chicano art, and it's been in the streets for a long time, it's like the clown girl faces, you mm-hmm. know. And he was like, holy shit, man, it's a fucking great idea. So when I showed up, I showed up with my references, and that was history, man. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. we, we did this Fallen Angel, and it's, I mean, till this day, people know that uh, our Fallen Angel series, and especially that very first Fallen Angel, till this day, is still sells. It's the, it's the biggest selling shirt that someone's right. ever had. And I, right. I and confirmed. it's also the most iconic design. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, when you see it, when when that when that design first came out, we didn't expect it to take off the way it did, and the way that it took off kind of opened the eyes to other people for Solon, and mm-hmm. it and it also got it overseas, and it started going international, and so it started like this domino effect, you yeah. know. So, and yeah, that's kind of my introduction to Solon. And years later, you know, I I mentioned and I kind of teased it on the intro. Um, your wedding this last year was a who's who of the Sullen family, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, uh, you know, I, I followed it on Instagram. I saw it go down and, um, that was supposed to be private by the way. I, well, shit, man. Somebody was <laughs> posting on your shit. So everybody was, man, you know, and it's it like, I was like, Hey, can we like try to keep this off social media? And then, fuck no, I fucking, it ended up being like on some of the top biggest social media sites yep. in on social media and well, i'm sure like, it got reposted uh, and retweeted oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and re-everything so yeah what was that, that was experience great, what was that experience like for you man um you know getting married in vegas and having all of your um not only peers in your industry but friends that you've been friends with now for years a part of that oh my god it was probably one of the most memorable times of my fucking life like uh-huh. uh it was it was unreal to like look into their to their eyes in the crowd when I was doing it and uh you know seeing everybody from like Bob Tyrell that I've known since I was like twenty three years old and and seeing freaking Sage and Sage was in there and seeing Ryan and Jeremy that I've I've been with them since day one and like and then seeing new people like Rich Pineda there with me you know and just having like some of my new friends like Joey Tattoo was there with me and just uh-huh. people that have become parts of my life that are so important. I mean, not only them, but I mean, I also have people there that are not tattoo artists, like my good friends, Tish and Jim and my friend, Steven and just wife, Christina, just people that are just like, that have, I that have been touched and impacted through soul and through tattooing. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was fucking unreal, dude. And I mean, we almost lost Marshall Bennett and shit. <laughs> What? What do you mean you almost lost Dude, that motherfucker? All the motherfuckers got 
so drunk he fell down these escalators. Looks like he got his ass beat by Freddy Krueger the next day. It was oh bad. Oh, my God. It was bad. But you know what? It's Vegas wedding and shit. A lot of people don't think you can have a nice wedding in Vegas. They think it's all drive through shit. But no, nah, not our wedding. It was... It was legit, and it was it was big, and it was supposed to be just twenty people. It ended up being fucking ninety wow. of, of some of my closest friends, and mostly all soul and family, and uh, and some of the biggest tattoo icons in the business. You know what I yeah. mean? And it was amazing to have them there with me. What what's that, man? That's got to be a trip for you. You know, coming from a background of like, you know, we've talked about it before. Your background coming from street art and graffiti, and right. you know. Elevating your your game to such a place where you're now, you know, these guys are your peers as well. You know, it's got to be a trip being in that in that spot, and and it's got to feel good, you know, knowing that the hard work paid off. Yeah, it, <clears throat> still paying I off. Mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's still paying off. It's just, it's just, you know, sometimes it's it's it feels unreal because some of these guys say that they looked up to me, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, you're amazing and stuff. And some of these guys I've looked up to, and now we're like, we're, we're iconically just all the same, you know? And yeah. people look at me the same as they do like Bob and Tony now. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself that way. I just see myself as a kid who like loves to draw. I'm a little fucking loud sometimes and shit, <laughs> but you know, it's all good. Like I'm, I'm outspoken and stuff, but you know, it's, um, it's a very honorable thing to feel that way and to be blessed by them to, for them to accept me that way. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's something that I, that I've worked really hard to accomplish. And, you know, I have both old school and new school in me. So it's kind of one of those things where like, I kind of got to represent for the next generation, mm-hmm. you know, people can't just like, I think our industry is getting pretty soft nowadays. So I think by having all them and having the new generation, that fine line is there, but at least it's there and we're still passing it down, you know? Because mm-hmm. like Tony Oliva says, man, like, we're some fucking hardcore motherfucking group of people, you know? And sometimes people, we can't all be fucking hippies and peaceful flowering, loving, flower-loving motherfuckers. We got to fucking, we got to have a tough skin. It's a trade that we've, that we've come into, that we've learned from these older guys and we need to remember and respect that shit, you know? So I never forget that, ever. 100%, you know, and I think that um, how do you balance that though? Because you know you are on the cutting edge of not only the quality of work that you're doing, but you're on the cutting edge of media. Being on, you know, you got the the TV show Tattoo Nightmares, um, right? Great show. You know, it's it's. I think it's educating people on, you know, what really cover ups are about. You know, right, and right. talk about that balance between that because you have stepped into that. What some people would say is that sketchy territory of TV, but I think you've done it in a way that, right. and with subject matter that is still respectable, and and you can put those kind of old school vibes back into it. You know, right? Uh, that's a fucking tough one, dude. Because like the the way the public views you when it comes to that is completely different than the way. You right. view it and I view it. You know yes. what I mean? Some of the public is like, fucking sell out, blah, 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 this and that. And some people are like, they fucking just hate on you for no reason. Like, they people tell me I don't know how to draw and all this other crazy shit. <laughs> and, then, and then there's a lot of people, especially mostly my peers that are like, you know, good job, Gus, for like keeping your guns and staying true to yourself and showing people how tattoo can really be. And the balance is hard because you you have to still try not to forget your humble beginnings and at the same time try to 
grow with what's going on in your life. Meaning, mm -hmm. like the publicity and the celebrityness and all that stuff. You can't really try to not let that shit get to your head. And right. it kind of it kind of does sometimes. You know, it's not it's not a it's not an easy thing to like not do. And um, I try to keep myself balanced by not drinking as much. Not. <laughs> No, 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 I'm serious. But I mean, I try to keep myself balanced by just continuing to do art and making sure people love love what I do, you know? Like, some people got to remember that I've been tattooing for going on 20 years. It's not something that I've just, oh, I'm on TV and all of a sudden I am famous. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, motherfucker. Because I just had some dude talk shit to me saying that I've only been famous for fucking five years since I've been on TV. And I was like, okay, first of all, I'm not famous. <laughs> Second, I've put in my hard work of 20 fucking years. I learned from some of the oldest dudes in the trade. It's like why some of these people are just not they don't they're not thoughtful of those things, you know. They right. don't understand that my background, where I came from, how hard it took for me to get to where I'm at, to where I was able to be put on TV. But then when I was when when I was put on the TV, then I kept those old school things straight up. Like mm -hmm. I tattooed, I didn't fucking create no drama. I was real with my clients on TV, just like I am in person. And right. I think it reflected on the show. And that's what made, I think our show so successful is that I got lucky to be with Tommy and Jazzy and that we kept ourselves real and we didn't let the, the TV so much puppet what we say, you know what I'm right. saying? Was that difficult? Um, because you hear that. I mean, that's kind of one of those things you hear. It's oh, it's all scripted and this and that, but, um, was that difficult? Did it, at first did they want to do that, and then when they saw like, well, this is Fuck actually yeah. pretty good. Fuck yeah, dude! They 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 tried to they tried to script us as much as they could. You know what I mean? And, and they hated us at first for that. Like I remember our first season, me, Tommy, and Jazzy were like, "All right, guys, we got to fucking like, we're it's either us or them." You know what I mean? And we were and me and Tommy we've been tattooing a long time, so we still me and Tommy. We got the same kind of mentality, that old school mentality where we're not going to let people, like, fuck with us. And then Tommy also came from Beak Masters at the time. So he was all fucking paranoid, like, they're going to get us, man. Like, fucking, you know, they're going to make us say this and this and that. And so Tommy had a lot to do with us keeping ourselves real. It was hard in the beginning because they would try to get us to do things, and we would think about it. How would our peers react to what we're about to say? And then we'd be like, no, fuck that. We're not going to fucking say that. Like... I wouldn't say that, and plus, that's not even real as what it is to tattooing. So, first season was hell. We fought back and forth. Say this, no, sorry, we just acted ourselves. Second season came, well, the main VPs and everybody from Spike saw how we were acting, and they fucking loved it. <laughs> and what happened was, Tattoo Nightmares went from being a show that had no commercials, it was straight bought from Spike, it had no publicity, no advertising, and became their number one show overnight. Holy and I shit. think a lot of it had to do with us just keeping ourselves and just being real. Being authentic. Then, right. So when second season came, they were like, whatever you guys fucking, you guys do your thing. You guys do you. You know what I mean? And, but, I mean, second season was boot camp, and it was hard, and we had to do 36 episodes in, mm -hmm. like, three months. It was fucking gnarly, man. No sleeping and all kinds of crazy shit, you know? So... Wow. There is no balance, I guess. I guess the balance <laughs> is just working hard and, and staying, keeping my head straight in the game, you know? Mm. I don't know if you saw recently, I did a shirt called Fuck Fame, Just Draw. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I saw that one. 
And the whole reason is to that is um, we live in a world where kids are blinded by becoming famous, meaning like not just TV. I'm talking about famous tattoo artists, becoming famous artists in general. And everybody wants to be a chief before they're an Indian, man, you know. And so the whole fuck fame thing, even though I'm on TV and yes, I understand I have this celebrityness and all this whatever. I wanted to create something like that to show the younger kids that just draw, man. Like, fuck everything else. Stop watching TV. Stop fucking looking at Instagram and wanting to gain a million fucking followers and just fucking draw, you know? And so, for all you motherfuckers that gave me shit about that shirt, fuck you because that's what it meant. Like, that fucking shirt was for you to just fucking draw. Stop being fucking haters and be artists. And that's it. And whether I'm a celebrity, I think... That's not even the case. I think I'm in a position where I have such a big following now that I'm able to promote such positive things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's that's all I'm trying to do. What are, I want what are, the kids to come up to me and just want to draw. Yeah. What are those positive things besides just like diving into the art and the the joy that you get through creating the art? What are some of those positive things that you like to see right now in tattooing that are going on? Oh, man. There's so many great positive things going on. I mean... The transitions of of styles that are mutating, like uh, I don't know I don't know this artist's last name, but I know his first name is named Zach. I met him at Solon headquarters, and uh, Zach Singer, maybe Zach Singer. Yeah, he Singer? does like this. Like, yeah. thing. I, I don't know. I'm oh, sorry, I have an accent. I'm Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like to see artwork like that is so refreshing. Yeah, he's dude. I had him on the show, and he's pushing. I just, uh, I just sent him some stuff, and uh, what a cool dude! First of all, he's a cool motherfucker, and secondly, he's putting, he's mixing, like you said, those styles of realistic with traditional, with you know, a mashup of something else in it too. You know, stippling and and all. And what's crazy is. What people don't know, I mean, if they did, I, I think he did a radio thing with you too, right? Recently. Yeah, yeah. He just he was right. on the show a couple shows back. Um, right. So I don't know if he explained explained to you guys, but he told me he's been tattooing for a long time already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we started talking about like when we were making needles. I was like, damn, dog, like you go way back. But that just goes to show you that somebody who's already been in the game that long could bring something refreshing to the industry. Mm-hmm. And then you have new kids too. Like Richie's ass might not be young. You know, Richie Pineda, yeah. but the motherfucker has only been tattooing five years and he's killing it, dude. Yeah. And I love him to death. He's he's part of, he's like a big part of our family now too, you know. And uh, it's just those those seeing these these different styles of art and seeing people draw, and not only that, but seeing like kids come up to me at at tattoo conventions and they're bringing me like pieces of art, and you're seeing like all these people just want to draw and create is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Because that's where it's so, that's where it all starts, anyways. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, especially if you're talking about in the context of of Sullen. You know, you talk to Ryan, and it's about being art driven. I mean, it's in their it's in their branding. You know, but it really is. It truly is. It's about tattoo art. And um, let's talk about the show that you're curating. You're sh- curating an art show. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When is that? Let's talk a little bit about that. It's for a good cause. Um, well, that's another good thing that comes out of the positive. That's another one of the positive things that comes out of of being at, at where I'm at in my life at the moment is I'm able to do a fundraiser like the one you're talking about. And so what we're doing is I'm a big advocate when it comes to raising money for children with autism or helping out families with autism. 
And um, the reason is my godson Damon has autism. And so that's how my involvement in autism came to be. And uh, so at the moment, I'm doing this thing called Blooming with Autism Art Show. And it's a, it's a foundation out of, based out of Florida. And what they do is they raise money to help out other families with children with autism or adult children, as we say, or adults with autism. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, man, my phone's going That's off. That's all right. Got to off. <laughs> but uh, so what we're doing is I got a bunch of my friends, you know, just called a couple buddies up. And, and I said, hey, you know, I want to raise money for this Blooming with Autism fundraiser. What happened was last year at the show, West Palm Beach, they didn't raise that much money. It was unorganized. And I was like, you, you know, me being curious, having raised money before with Black and Gray's Finest, where I had 136 artists. It took me three years to do it. And we raised over $35,000 in four hours at an art show and sold 176 shirts in 45 minutes. I was like, I know how to do this. You know what I mean? And so it was, I, I've had a huge success with, when I hooked up with Timeline Gallery and Carlos Torres and my, my uh, compadre Alan Patia and uh, Solon, we did this at one point. So anyways, I'm getting off subject, but so I wanted to help them raise more money than what they did. And I told them, hey, you know, I can help get these artists. I can curate the show. And they freaked out, man. They were like, no way. You know, we would love for you to do it. And long story short, I ended up doing it and I'm curating it. And uh, I don't know if people have been watching it, but if you follow our new gallery, the collective underscore ink gallery, you can see all the artwork that's coming in for the show. And it's like, it's unreal, man. Like, it's so awesome to get your friends involved in some fundraiser, knowing that 100% of these proceeds are going to go to a family and not to some, you know, paying people off for what they do, you know? Right. And, and these guys are just creating amazing pieces of art. I mean, the list is unreal. We got Timmy B. Bore and we got Pooch, and we got Rich Pineda, we got Mike Chambers, we got Bob Tyrell. I mean, you know... Soul and family, we're at we're at our hardest core, you know. So right, getting it getting it put together, that's great, man. Right, it, it is cool to see that you know um, that you can do that on such a such a large scale and bring in people. And I mean, I would encourage anybody, any shop owner, or anybody that has any kind of you know following or influence, to reach out to you know those those local places time, that, you know and do Big charity time. charity events at your shop and and do that kind of stuff you know i did that when right. i opened up my shop did an autism charity and donated you know it was a thousand bucks but it was a thousand bucks you know to a school that a was thousand local. bucks somebody didn't have to help them out yeah yeah man so no that's great it's uh it's exciting when's that going on and and um the, t- tell the instagram again so people can go and check that out well the instagram here let me i gotta look it up because you got me all. I didn't know you were going to ask me right. questions where I had to look stuff up. I'm no, a, <laughs> that's all right. Oh, Collective Ink Gallery, right? Yeah. So it's, the, uh, so, it's Collective, so collective Ink underscore right, right, Ink. Right. There you go. Right. So if you go on there, you'll find all the information about the show. Like, you'll see the post of the, of like all the art that's going up. Like, we just posted up Timmy's like about five minutes ago. And then Ryan was working on his today and he turned his in. And I got Bob Tyrell's on there. And, it's insane, dude. Like Big Mees did one that says Forever Young and Subscript. It's his first art show he's ever put any artwork in. So, I mean, this is how important this show's becoming is that you're getting people that have never even had stuff in art shows like Megan G. Morris, another person who's never had anything in an art show. Huh. And they're putting them in art shows to raise money for kids, you know? Yep. 
So if you follow our if you follow our new gallery at collective underscore e, you'll be able to see what's going on right now. It's it's freaking amazing. I, I every single one of the guys that are doing it, I I appreciate it and I thank you guys very much, man, because it's all going for kids and, and families, so mm-hmm. it's a good thing, you know. Yeah, dude, Ryan's piece is dope. Yeah, right. The black rose with the skull and the chick, right. and then the right. fire and ice rose. Oh. Yeah, then you got Josh Duffy with like the oil painting and the mm-hmm. the glowing red skull. I mean, it's just you know it's <laughs> unreal, dope. dude. Yeah, yeah. It's super dope, super dope. Um, what now? I was talking with uh, Jeremy this afternoon, and uh, you got some other cool stuff coming up, man. Talk about your new. You got a new shop coming up. Yeah, I'm a fucking busy motherfucker. Dude, this I'm year, telling man. you, how many how many more <laughs> projects are we gonna talk about? That's awesome. I don't know. Let's see. We got a uh, season four tattoo nightmares is coming out in the fall. And then I have the blooming with autism art show that I uh-huh. got to curate by the end of May. And that'll be May 29th, I believe through the 31st okay. in uh, West Palm beach, Florida. And then on top of that, I'm having my own tattoo convention in Lenore, North That's Carolina. Right. And then also on top of that, I'm opening up a tattoo shop, which is what you just said. Collective week. So collective week, let's see. Um, Collective Inc. Pretty much Soul and Art Collective. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And uh, Collective Inc. Gallery pretty much is what it means. It's pretty much Soul and based tattoo artists, and we are finally opening up our own home in Southern California. That's amazing. So it is. It's amazing. Yes, it's something. It's the only part of Soul and that we're missing is our own fucking shop in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I teamed up with Ryan and Jeremy on this project, and. Um, Ryan came up with all the logos for he actually he's the one that came up with the name collective because we already have it in the original band. I mean in the original badge, you know, how it says uh-huh. Solonar Collective and he came up with these really cool logos. It's pretty much the same thing with tattoo machines and the Solon badge in the middle. And um but I mean it's gonna be a tattoo shop for Solon artists. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a not only are we gonna have a Solon shop for tattoo artists, we're also gonna have a gallery. So it's about a 900-square-foot gallery that Solon will have at all times to its disposal. So if we want to do fundraisers, if we want to do so-and-so, we'll, we'll be able to do that without having to worry about paying three or four grand to have a gallery. Um, the biggest the biggest thing about Collective E Gallery that's going to be really amazing is that we, we, you know, we have the Solon warehouse, and people come through there every mm-hmm. fucking day, man. Like, it is... It is high foot traffic. I mean, when a show's in town, there's a hundred people going through those doors, and a lot of our guys want a tattoo, you know. And right. and uh, we're not able to tattoo at the warehouse. It's 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 in a zoning area where we can't do it, and it's just meant for a gallery. And it's also the warehouse for the clothing company. And um, when I spoke with Ryan and Jeremy about the idea of opening up a solid tattoo shop. Which we just had one open up in uh, Melbourne, Australia, by the way, Melbourne. Yeah. So, Super a lot sick. of people. Yeah. So we got one in Melbourne. I guess the whole idea that we're trying to do is we're trying to have home bases. Me and Ryan were just talking about this today, actually. Is we want to have a home base in different parts of the world for our artists to be able to go to. So mm-hmm. whether we have one in SoCal, which we're about to have in a couple months, and that's in our own backyard, and it's literally right around the corner from the warehouse. Like, I mean. When you go to the warehouse, you drive three minutes and you're at the tattoo shop now, too. So it's going to be rad to be able to accommodate to our tattoo artists that are coming into town. Um, I think, I believe we have David Garcia coming in July. 
Uh, we have Megan G. Morris already coming. We have Adam from Canada coming. I mean, the list, the list is unreal already, and we haven't even opened the fucking doors yet. You know what I mean? Amazing, and, uh, man. Yeah, it's amazing. What's the, we're gonna. What's the most exciting? No, that's cool, man. I just, I'm curious. What's the most exciting part of that for you? Like, it, first, is this your first shop that you've been a part of, like, kind of setting up in this kind of position? And like, what's what's just what are you geeking out on right now about it? <laughs> I'm geeking out on that I'm gonna be able to watch a bunch of bad motherfuckers come and work at our shop for fucking for the rest of my life. I mean, yeah. that's my biggest my biggest thing is uh, knowing that like Randy Englehart will be at our shop for a few days when he comes right. into town, and and we can sit there and watch him work and 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 learn from him. I mean, I'm not I'm not a professional at anything. I always feel like. I'm always going to learn it. If I can watch people work and see and maybe catch something new, dude, I'm excited about that, man. And, you know, and we're also going to do cool little projects. Like let's say for example, Randy Englehart, when he comes to the shop, he does a cool little drawing and we make a limited edition t-shirt from, for the collective e gallery specific for the shop. So we're going to do like all these cool little things for like our fans to be able to like purchase and use and like, just make creative, unique things that are different, you know? And, mm -hmm. like, um, I mean, the, the number of things that we want to do for that shop that me and Ryan have been talking about, and it'll take me, like, four hours to explain to you guys, right. you know what I mean? But let's just say we're going to have a home base in Southern California, and uh, Collective E Gallery is, is going to be a Solon artist-based tattoo shop. And uh, at the moment, we already have one full-time guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but let's just say it's already it's already starting off to be a good fucking thing. We're gonna rock and roll pretty soon, and my wife uh, Rose will be working there too. You know, Gypsy will be be there, and uh, it's gonna be great, man. The store we're also gonna have a store there too, so the warehouse only stays open so late, so we'll we'll be open a little bit later for people to be able to come in there yeah. and purchase unique one of a kind shirts and whatnot like that too. So it's gonna be rad, man. Multifaceted, man. It's uh, how yeah. much how much do you like to keep your hand in all those little pots? You know, do you like to say, all right, well, this management part of it or the you know design part of it. You guys check that out and do that, but I want to do this part of it. Or are you kind of just in everything? Yeah, you know, I, I, I've learned from really good businessmen that it's always better to work and collaborate with people. And to try to do everything yourself is just going to drive me fucking nuts. You know what I mean? So I ask a lot of input from, I mean, pretty much Ryan is like, I love him to death, man. That's like my, we sit there. We go over art together. We look at new art. He asked me for advice on how the shirt should look or if he should color this or he should make it black and gray. And and we do that all day at Stolen, you know, because I'm there all the time at Stolen. I work there right now at the moment. So it's like we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. So mm -hmm. why not go to him? Not only is he good at giving advice, but he's also a very smart businessman. And not only do I have Ryan, I also have Mario Rosnew, who's the owner of stencil stuff products. And he's also one of the biggest distributors in the world right now for tattoo products. And so I have great advice from these guys that are helping me on how to build a shop, how to make it efficient. And, uh, I mean, the design layout was pretty much all, all my idea. And then I kind of just get input from everybody. And, uh, I just want to make it a pure collective eat gallery. Like when we say soul in our collective, collective is the key word in that in that soup ingredient you know what i mean mm -hmm. without the collective there is no solon so without the collective in the gallery there is no gallery mm -hmm. 
And uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to go for. I mean, I'm going as far as like every square inch of that place is going to be done by art, meaning like the whole front intro, we're getting uh, Q, which he was just on your show. Yes. Last week, dude. And this guy, yes. I did not know. He's like, amazing, dude. He's amazing. And I knew he yes. was a good tattooer and I knew he was a good painter, but I didn't know the depth of him as an artist. And when we started this up to the point where I was interviewing him, dude, you his know, sculpting and, and metal framing is oh fucking God. unreal. Dude. It's ridiculous. Unreal. And he goes yeah. to he goes to Italy and learns how to sculpt in marble. Right. And he described right. now I haven't listened back to the show, um, but he was describing and I can't remember if we were talking on the show on air or not. But he was describing how, you know, a guy like Rich Pineda or one of these guys that works from the bottom up on their tattoo. Right. Goes, sculpting marbles like that but the opposite you're working top down and he just oh, took wow. this like idea of you know to make it super relatable to people that tattoo and right, artists that right, are like right. oh okay i get that you're just going up right and then he describes it like this he goes it's as if you took the the um statue and you pulled it up out of water that's oh, what you're doing, right? And it just you have to build it down that way. Perfect fucking sense. Perfect actually. fucking sense, dude. The totally. guy is a consummate, like professional and a consummate artist. Right. It, it just an incredible dude to speak with. Right, um, right. And those, he's just getting his foot into tattooing. He's been tattooing yeah. for a little while, but I mean, he's finally got his foot in the door. He's working at a good shop with mm -hmm. Steve Soto and Goodfellas. Those guys are a fucking Killing amazing it. artists over there. You know what I mean? Yep. So he's in a good home. And uh, but he, uh, a lot of people. No Q for his metal sculpting, his metal yeah. frameworking and all that. And so I told Q, I go, bro, I go, you're you're part of our family. I go, free reign on the whole front entrance of this place. He's going to build us a big old solid badge, 3D, big old fucking lit up sign that's going to be our main logo as soon as you walk in the door. Sick. I can't fucking wait. Dude. So, I mean, that's where Collective Ink Gallery is going to be at. It's going to feature some of the world's top art. We're going to host some of the world's top art. We're going to have art shows. We're going to... Raised, we're going to do fundraisers. We're going to do all kinds of stuff there. And, uh, you know, like I said, me, Ryan, and Jeremy, we have a, we have a free reign to fucking to make this grow to a bigger thing. So yeah. we're excited. We're all excited. Super excited. Sounds great, man. It's, it's, you can hear the excitement in your voice talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm it, fucking you know? way excited. It's... I'm like actually calming down a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, the artwork that I'm collecting already from people, oh my God. It's like, it's, it's, I feel like, I feel like I'm robbing shit because people uh -huh. are giving me this incredible work to, to hang at the gallery already, and it's 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 unreal. I'm I'm overwhelmed with how people are responding to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Well, you you definitely definitely have your plate full. In addition to that, you're like fuck it, man. Why don't I just throw a convention? <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, man? All right, so how did this idea come about? Uh, Talk about it. Like get let's get the scoop because. There's this is a shit ton of conventions out there. How are you right. doing it different? What are you doing? Um, you putting your oh, big gust flair on it. I should. I wish I would have known what goes into a fucking convention before I decided to do this shit. Because holy shit, man! It's one. It's probably one of the most difficult things I've had to organize and promote in my life. I mean, it's like I talked to Derb. Derb is obviously like the master of tattoo conventions and. We kind of had a good conversation about sponsors, sponsors and whatnot, and I never knew what the hell went into these tattoo conventions, dog. And now that I know, I'm just like, thank God my friend owns the venue where we're throwing this show at. 
Because we would be fucking, I would not be able to fucking deal with all that. It's just, there's so much that goes into it. So the way that this came to be was, uh, I have a good friend, and he's also a really famous tattoo collector. We call him Jim the Viking. He's a big-ass redneck from North Carolina, and he's got all this great collections from Bob Tyrell, Marshall Bennett. He's got uh, uh, Boris. He's got James Vaughn. I mean, the list goes on, you know. And uh, my friend Chris Hollifield, which is the owner of North Carolina Distillery, he's the one who does the Carriage House um, Moonshine that uh, okay. features, like, Tony Olivas. Jack Rudy did a bottle. Um, so he's the one that did, like, the art series with this Moonshine brandy that he's doing. So they got a brand-new facility. It's huge. The whole place is in an old town called Lenore, North Carolina. And the inside of this place is built – all out of wood. It's fucking beautiful. It is beautiful. I can't wait to make the video for people to see it online. On one side of the venue, when you walk into this place, it has a beer, uh, a beer distillery with these huge windows where you look down on it from the venue area. On the other side, it's the same thing, but it's a moonshine distillery. So you're surrounded by a moonshine distillery and a beer, and a beer distillery. And in the middle, you have the venue where the show's gonna go on. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane, and and so the whole point to this is, um, my friend, me and Mario from Stencil Stuff, a long time ago, we talked about throwing a tattoo convention where we've all been to them, we've been there a million times, we know you go in the hotels and yada yada, you know the floor plan, you check into the hotel, you go to the convention, pipe and drape and all this shit, right? Same old boring routine, no matter where you go. Well, we wanted to create something where. The artist will be taken care of 100%. Now, mind you, in order for this to be possible, you have to own the venue. There's no fucking way you could do this if you have to deal with booking it through a hotel and, and through contracts and all that shit. So, Chris is a tattoo artist as well. He owns a tattoo shop in the town as well called Dragon's Den. So, Chris is letting us throw this tattoo convention there. He started this with the little thing called booze and tattoos it's really huge there like i'm talking about like they do this once a year for like six hours and 450 people show up dude like it's like it's crazy so what we're doing is we're we're, we're we're turning booze and tattoos into carriage house tattoo gathering and that's where i come in i you know that's where i come in and i i get all the artists and stuff like that we got carlos torres who doesn't do any more shows in the u.s coming and we got, you know, we got Marshall Bennett and Bob Tyrell because we're host, we're hosting Bob, and what's even better is we're roasting his ass at this show. Oh no! What man. better place to roast Bob Tyrell than at a moonshine distillery? <laughs> Wonderful! I'm telling you, man. Dude, so what makes the show different? Here's where here's the best part. When you walk in, it's made out of wood. Like I said, it's got the venue of the distilleries in there. The booths are not going to be pipe and drape. The booths are going to be made out of like like uh, old wood barrels and like they're going to be made out of old wooden fences and you're going to be able to see across the whole floor and it's going to be lit up like you're in an outdoor barn have you ever seen a movie like when they're in an outdoor barn yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got the hanging lights and everyone's having a big old who down some footloose type shit totally dude and that's what's going down in north carolina come september 4th through oh my 6th God. i mean it's going to be the most unique venue anybody's ever been to we're doing also free giveaways and free passes to everybody who makes appointments with tattoo artists which has never been done before. Wow. We want to we want to do this so that we're able to 
give back to the artist. And another way we're giving back to the artist is every single artist that's attending is going to get a free Cook Southern meal every single night. So every night, the distillery has a whole huge bottom floor area where it has its own beer bar because they have a bar distillery. The bar distillery has its own bar in there. And then the bar area in the back, they're building a whole dining area for everybody. And that's where we're going to feed everybody dinner. Wow. I mean, I'm talking about like crawdads with corn and fucking potatoes yeah. and like legit prime rib, like legit dinners, which, you know, as tattoo artists, when you go to conventions, everyone's searching, trying to find food at like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere to fucking go because you got to go drive far. And the only shit that's open late is horrible. And so I want to accommodate to my friends because everybody that's coming is a good friend of mine. Yeah. So we're feeding them dinners every an hour, an hour after the show closes every night. All weekend, the artists get full drinks and water. They also get free liquor, which I don't know if that's a good thing. Dude, I was gonna <laughs> say, like, what's transportation like? Because it's <laughs> dangerous, yes. dangerous to put yes. a yes. tattoo convention in a moonshine Trust me, beer we thought about this. distillery. I, all I saw was big hazard signs everywhere. You know, God damn right. And so, but we got three shuttles that are going to be working on weekend, nice. taking everybody back and forth to the hotel, and like, so nobody's going to have to drive anywhere. No one's going to have to pick, go and find food anywhere. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be there, and it's such a small little town. It's, it's beautiful in America over there. I mean, it's those little towns where everybody wishes they could live. You know, mm-hmm. it's like peaceful and small. And it, and also during that time of the year, they have a big car show where they close down the whole city right there. So that's going to be on the same Saturday as our show, too. It's just, it's going to be epic, dude. I mean, we got Eternal Ink as our main sponsor, Tramp. I love him. We got H2O shit. We got Eekies. We got uh, Stencil Stuff and Pound of Flesh and uh, Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Yeah. So everybody who's in the industry as our peers is is in the game with me on this one. And, and yeah. I'm very, very happy to, to, to do it. So, but it's a lot of fucking hard work and I'm losing my mind and shit. <laughs> Crazy, huh? <laughs> Yeah, it's very crazy. Very it's crazy. crazy. Well, shit, man. That sounds like it sounds like you've got your plate full, like I said. Yeah. And it sounds like you're having a fucking shitload of fun doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm having a lot of fun. It's, it's all it all involves my friends. I keep it all mm-hmm. inner circle and everything that I do revolves around keeping it in the family, keeping it in the collective, you know, and uh, Solon. To me, they gave me the opportunity to become part of a company that I've been with from day one. And now. Our family has grown so big that I want to just keep it there. Like the guys that are with us, I just, I want us all to grow together. You know what I mean? I don't want mm-hmm. to keep anybody out. I mean, even even with like the um, the whole TV thing, everything I possibly could do, I always try to involve even new artists. You know, um, there's people, there's artists out there that people don't even know. Like this kid, they brick that I just met this weekend in Baltimore, and uh, fucking unreal kid. He donated this piece of art to our to our gallery and, and he's a, he's fucking amazing you know what i mean so you know helping other people and keeping it collective and throwing tattoo conventions and opening galleries and doing all that shit is just a part of me just giving back to my community that's giving me so much you know so yeah that that whole collective idea that friendship family that that extends out past tattooing as well into yes. your fishing team, man. You, you got the Instagram <laughs> oh, you fishing go team. There. <laughs> man, yo, dude, this is what I knew. You you teased it last time. We talked a little bit at Ink and Iron. Yeah. You were just kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, I go out and this and that. But then this year it popped off. You started posting up. You got a full fishing team and all that. Talk about that, man, because that's like 
you know, everybody, I think, as artists, we have to have that thing where we escape and we get out and we don't think about it. Like this year, I just started like 20 years ago. I guided kayak tours off the Santa Cruz Municipal Wharf, and I would guide out there. Oh, no and, shit. Yeah, but I would guide kayak tours out into the into the kelp beds and around Seal Rock and out into the Elkhorn Slough, which is a bird estuary. And I, I just fucking love kelp, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> and uh, this year, I just started getting back into it. I, I'm going to help guide some tours here in uh, in Lodi. Uh, around Lodi Lake and the McColney River and shit like that. And it's just like I was out there for two hours this last week, just like released, like no cell phone, no nothing, just looking at That's the best nature, part of no cell man. phone, man. You know, talk about going out there and, and getting that time and that break. What does that do for you? Oh, I mean, that's that's like my go-to for uh, for just like, you know, everyone thinks being a tattoo artist and an artist is like, it's fun and all that, but like you said, we need that relief, and fishing does that for me, you know? Like, being an artist and the pressure of having to create things, especially when you're doing it on skin, is fucking horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, if you don't have some way to release it and get away from it, it's just going to feel like a 9-to-5 job. You know, most people say, oh, I want to be a tattoo artist. It's not, it's not like a 9-to-5 job, but if you don't have something where you can go and release yourself and be free of it, it will start to feel like that, you know? So when I go out to go fish, I mean, I, I'm a hardcore tuna fisherman, dude. Like, when I go fishing, I go for, like, three fucking days, and I'm, like, 100 miles down south of Mexico, and I'm, like, 80 miles away from shore, and there's no there's no internet. There's no checking in on Instagram or Facebook, and all I do is, oh, and, and it's the only time I wake up at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, because any other time I wouldn't get up at all. I'd get up at noon and shit, you know, typical tattoo hours. And, you know, i get up at, at 5 in the morning. You know how it is, dude. The sun's coming up, man. You're on the fucking water. There's nobody around you. And you're like, all you can think about is fucking hooking that motherfucker on the end of that line, you know. And uh, you got your headphones on and listening to some good, some good blues or jazz or rap, whatever. And it's just one of the things I love doing, man. It's, um, it's, it's. The feeling of, of being free in the ocean on a boat is, is I don't know, to me, it's what, what I live for, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm a hardcore fisherman, man. <laughs> and you've, take, you've taken it to the competition level now. Is it is the team an actual competition team, or is it just a group totally. of guys that... No, man, our, our team, so on top of all the other things we talked about, I decided to start actually a small fishing team, and it's called a Team Fish Elite, and... Um, Fish elite meaning like, you know, I always said like hooks at your own species. You know what I mean? Like for fishermen, it could be trout, catfish, tuna, or chicks, whatever your shit is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, so I started this fishing team. It started with a group of guys that I've grown up with since I was kids. Um, the godfather to us is this guy named Tiny, who's also known as AKA BC for butt crack. Um, he taught a lot of us how to fish. I mean... A lot of us didn't have dads. We grew up at this lake called Santa Ana River Lakes. And uh, it's a little mud hole in the middle of Anaheim, California. But you know what? It's our fucking mud hole. And we love it. You know, we catch trout and catfish there. And so anyways, I got a bunch of those guys I grew up with. And I started this team. And we fish. We fish competitively. Some of us are professional bass fishermen, like my friend Drew Dog. He's starting to uh, fish professionally during bass. He just came in uh, second place on one of the bass tournaments over here locally. And then he got first place a couple weeks ago in one of the local tournaments. 
And then we also got a professional tutor tournament fisherman in Florida. We got a professional fisherman in Australia who's a part of our team. He's hmm. uh he's joined us. And he's a tattoo artist, you know what I mean? And um he's a rad dude, you know, he's somebody who just joined recently and we got guys all up and down so Southern California. We got a we got a Tony, he's in Ohio, he's a really good cat fisherman, fucking so there's just guys all over the world. We just uh, actually got this guy named Mark who's out of Florida who just joined our team and um He's he's a great fisherman and he also does like all the bills, you know, like the face shields and he does like all the sun protective gear. So and these guys are tattoo artists too. So it's like some of us aren't tattoo artists and a lot of the guys that are starting to be on my team, like Justin too. Justin just joined our team. He's from Florida. He's another tattoo artist. It's just just guys that are on the same level as me, man. They just love the fucking ocean. They love the lakes and the rivers and and they tattoo and they know what it's like to to have that that uh intense feeling of having to work on skin and then having the relief of hooking a fish on the end of the line, man. There's yeah. no greater feeling in the world. It's, it's great. You know, I was, I was going to ask you, what's the best part about that? Um, from the, you know, the cast to setting the hook to reeling it in to, to scooping it up. What is your favorite part about that whole experience? My fucking favorite part about fishing is the bite. Is it like, yeah, like T- tell fucking, me about it. Cause what is it? Dude, what is it like, man? Dude, you know, what, I mean, tunas I mean, are big okay, fish. Tunas are huge, dude. So it, there's there's a science to tuna fishing. You got to get the right bait. You got to put it on the hook. Make sure it swims right, right? And you can feel that little motherfucker swimming right when he's on there, right? As heavy as the line is, you can feel his little tail moving, and he's swimming through that water and shit. And all of a sudden, you'll feel his little tail kick. And that motherfucker will start running, and you're like, oh, that motherfucker's running for Matuda, you know? Because you know he's got a big-ass son of a bitch trying to eat him. And and that, that anticipation right there, that split second of, like, I think it's like, I mean, it could last either two seconds or it could last ten seconds of that little sardine running. And that moment where that reel just, it just bumps, and it just goes, and it's just that one little split second. Where you feel your line stopped, it is my favorite part because you know you're bit and you're fucking all you gotta do is fucking close the bell and set the hook, dude. And it's the you're the in rest the, is, and then you're, you're in, in the, the fight. fight, man. Yeah, you're in the fight. And a lot of people are like, you know, oh my god, Gus, you're so lucky. You know, you go you catch all these big fish and shit. And I don't know. I think it's because I put so much time on the water as much as I do tattooing. You know, right. in order to catch big fish, you gotta put time in on the water. Yeah. And um that's what it is for me, man. Salmon fishing, the same way. I'm, I, salmon fishing and tuna fishing are my two top things that I do. And I've traveled all over the world for salmon fishing. I've gone to Michigan and, and uh, Washington. My biggest one I caught is 47 pounds in Washington. It's just one of those things. You're out on the river. Like you said, no cell phones, no nothing. Just you and a couple buddies. And life's fucking amazing, bro. You know, yeah. And I'm thankful that I have a job where I could fish when I want and travel and tattoo and here's the bad thing about people knowing that i like to fish now though they come at me like this they're like yo gus fuck dude i got this badass shop you should come guest spot dude it's right it's right near this lake it's amazing fishing (laughs) so everybody comes at me with the whole fishing thing now because they know like um that's my shit you know like i'm about to do a guest spot when i go to that show in, in in florida um, I don't know if you guys know who Mark Longnecker is. He was uh-huh. one of the contestants on Eek Masters not too long ago. But I'm going to his shop 
and he's taking me fishing after we tattoo. So nice. You know, it's just it, that's how I do it, man. What are you, you gonna know? be fishing for out there? Tuna. Still? Oh, dude, it's Florida. Florida. You can fish for. I mean, it's cobia, sailfish, snook, snapper, grouper. I mean, Florida is, has one of the best fisheries that we have in the United States. Mm-hmm. The things that you can catch is endless. I mean, you can catch anything from wahoo to tuna. You know, so. I just I can't wait. I love going out there. Yeah. You know? Gonna be fishing with Marv too. Gonna catch my first fucking uh redfish, my big old drum. I can't wait. I haven't hooked one of those yet, so I need to knock that off the bucket <laughs> yeah, list. Dude, yeah, you got you know? a you got a fish bucket list for sure. Big time, dude. I got New Zealand for the big yellow kingfish out there. I got my blue my bluefin in uh up there on the um up there past Baltimore and all that area and, and I wanna catch those four hundred, five hundred pound Big ass bluefin you see like on Wicked Tuna and shit, you know, and uh, you know, I want to go to, I also want to go um, to uh, Scotland and catch uh, catch salmon over there. Yeah, I got a big list, dude. Like, I'm not even close to being done, you know, and I'm going to be able to tattoo and fish at the same time. So, yeah, two things I love the most in the world, you know. Amazing, man. It's nice to be able to, like well, you besides said. besides my wife and my daughter. Right, Sorry, right, man. right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you know what? It's it's nice to be able to, like you said, be in a job where you have the flexibility with your time and the ability to go and travel to those spots, you know, and be able to make a, make money while you're there and, you know, go and do the fun thing that you like right, to do right, that, you know? that relieve, you know, relieve some of that stress and pressure of the the day to day grind. Um, right. A lot of us focus on work too much, man, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of us don't live. A lot of us think too much about that paper and, you know, people got to live, man. And you, you can't live through just chasing paper all the time. You know, you got to you got to sit back once in a while and really enjoy the right. the profits and the benefits of why you work so hard. And I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been I've been chasing conventions for over fuck 12 years now you know and it's like now when i go to conventions i want to see the city i want to see the beautiful buildings i want to see the rivers that are nearby i want to i want to enjoy the crab that's being caught in baltimore you know like yes i'm just saying you know like i want to enjoy those moments because mm-hmm. time flies man especially as tattoo artists our time you know our 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 days turn into weeks and our our months turn into fucking or our years turn into months you know yep, it's like yep. It just goes by so fast. I think that's what's lost a lot on on some people. They don't see that hard work, that 12 years of putting in shows and just going out on a Friday you know, morning and coming back on a Sunday night, red eye, and you know, just scraping by and making a, you know, just enough to get home and right. you know, grinding right. it out like that for 12 years to where you can go to a show and you can book yourself out. And um, you, know, you might have to put in that kind of work to reap those benefits. Um, but it's, it's worth it in the end to do that. And it, it is worth it. And, and I hope people could, you know, if they listen to this podcast, I hope they can see that, you know, I'm not just some guy who who's on TV and I'm rich now. No, like I've worked fucking 20 years to mm-hmm. be where I'm at. So if, if I don't want to show up at a tattoo convention because I work my ass off on Friday and Saturday, well then right. I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, I'm out there enjoying my life. I'm not, I, I, the thing is, is like, uh, um, I've got, I've gotten to a point in my life where people expect me to do things now. Like they expect me to be there all the time and they expect me to, 
to always be happy and to always be the big gust they see on Tattoo Nightmares or whatever. You know, but sometimes, man, I, I just need to get away. I need to be away from all that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not... It's weird because I thought being on TV, I would like the limelight. Because I'm, you know me, dude. I am the most outspoken, uh -huh. free-spirited yeah. fucking dude in the, in the group, you know. And I, and, I, and I love being that way. And um, I thought that being on TV, I would like it more, you know. But actually, I'm starting to actually make myself more not so public. I'm making myself more humble and more quieter because... Now I'm so much in the limelight. I'm like I want some quiet time alone. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, it's it's kind of cool. I think actually, as we were talking about earlier, that actually helps keep me humble. Is mm -hmm. keeping myself quiet and not being as loud as I used to be. You know what I mean? I'm only loud when you fucking piss me off and you disrespect our industry. Then you're right. fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I don't care. <laughs> Shit, man. You know what? You put in that time to be able to to do that and. Uh, Honestly, a lot of times when you, when you take yourself out of that limelight, I think it it, it almost creates some sort of exclusivity, and it, it almost entices right. people to dig for you more, you know, totally. to a certain degree. Totally. And uh, um, what's the biggest? What's been the biggest change in getting that notoriety and that you know, quote unquote, fame um, that you've had to deal with? Well. I mean, there's good and bad. The good thing is, is I've been exposed to what I call middle America. You know what right. that is. Yeah. And, um, some money. So now, so now, you know, middle America has been exposed to my art where before the only, the people that were in the industry or people that followed the industry knew who I was. Well, now all of America knows who I am. Fuck. Now like 10 continents know who I am. I mean, we're the number one show in Australia and the UK and Germany from all the fans that we, get emails from i mean my client today came all the way from melbourne australia and i said what would happen if i went over there he's like you wouldn't be able to walk down the street and i'm like well that's kind of freaking scary you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like but you don't think about those things you know so but for me hustling all my life that's good because now business is coming to my door like fucking ups is on crack like they're mm -hmm. just delivering me that package all day long and, I, and i'm glad to take them you know um the downfall is is like <clears throat> sometimes I want to be alone and like mm -hmm. before where I used to get on the fishing boats and go fishing on these charters nobody would know who I am and I could be and disappear I would just be Gus on the boat and the good fisherman guy you know yeah the but tattooed now, guy now I'm that guy you know yeah. oh you're that guy you know I'm like yes I am and uh but like I said it uh, there's really nothing negative with every positive. There's a negative with every negative. There's a positive, you know, like for there to be light, there has to be dark and for there mm -hmm. to be dark, there has to be light. It's kind of like that model. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. You know what I mean? And, and I appreciate it. And I think the, the, the most reward, the best reward I get out of all this notoriety is how I'm influencing kids more than anything. When you see me out there, I will literally stop tattooing take my fucking gloves off when I see a kid come up to me because I know what it was like to be a little kid with nothing and art was all I had and to look up to somebody and them not pay attention to you, you know? Now that I'm able to be in that position, like, I take, I give that kid 100% of my attention and I shake his hand and give him all the props in the world because you never know, that kid 10 years from now could come up to me and be some fucking badass little amazing dude, you know what I mean? So... Yep. To me, that's my that's my most favorite part about it all. So, amazing, I love, man. I love it. 
I love it. I love being able to influence children in a positive way. That's probably my biggest, most amazing accomplishment I've ever had in my life is influencing other children to draw. Like, mm-hmm. that's the top of my list right there, you know? So, that's rad. It's exciting, man. What a fucking pleasure to talk to you, Big Gus, man. I'm so yeah, glad that we were able to get it in and um, coordinate this tonight. And Sorry it took so long. <laughs> hey, that's all right, man. You know what? I know it was supposed to be like one of the first ones and shit, man. But that's okay, man. We're we're only you know we're only twenty something in. You know we got a lot. Of, we, <laughs> oh my god, is it really that many? Twenty something, yeah, man. It's exciting, oh, dude. Man. It's um, you know, and the shows the show's kind of gone through. It's it's. I mean, as people listen to it, they'll see the evolution. I've I've started out with some commercials. I've kind of dropped that off a little bit and kind of right. played around with the format and and different ways I want to do it. And you know, right now it's it's very streamlined. I'm trying to get it streamlined because I'm tattooing full time. You know, anybody wants to get tattooed, right. hit me up. You know, because I'm 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 trying to set up a couple Southern California trips. I'm you know I'm right up here in Northern California, just out of sight well, of Sacramento. Well, you got connect if you ever want to come hang out with us. I would love it, man. Yeah, I would love it. So you know, it's good, man. I've been so blessed to be a part of this this thing, and and for Ryan and Jeremy to give me this opportunity to take on Sullen Radio, it's just been a, a great pleasure and an honor for me. Right. You know, I've been able to talk with guys like yourself, and you know, right. um, Bob, and, and I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Just look at the fucking shows. You know, right. for me as right. an artist, tattooing twenty years this year um, is it's exciting for me to do that. You know, I love to talk, but I love to fucking learn and listen too. You know, so right, right. It's cool, man. Right. I dig it, and I appreciate you well, guys. Well, congratulations on your 20 years, bro. I mean, it's not easy. I know. No. Nope. <laughs> I just nope. already got there myself, so. Yeah, and man. I started when I was 14, so it's not easy. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It's it's <laughs> uh it's been a long road, you know, and it, and it's 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 had its challenges, just like you know anybody's career has, and it's had its ups, and right. you know it's exciting to experience all that shit. So. Um, right, right. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Let everybody know if they if they are going to check you out. It's uh, Big Gus <laughs> Big Gus Inc. on Instagram, correct? And, yeah, man. Uh, uh, website. All you got to do is uh, all you got to do is put at Big Gus Inc. or just Google Big Gus Inc. Mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff pops up. So awesome. You know, follow, don't forget to follow our new gallery. You know, Collective underscore Inc. And um, there's a lot of cool shit happening. Tattoo Nightmare season four airs this fall, so you guys be ready for that. And, yep. A lot of things, a lot of projects, and we're going to have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? And I appreciate you having me and, and uh, taking the time to talk to me. So thanks, dude. It's my pleasure and my honor, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stolen Rocks, our family's shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say. OG like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, that was my talk with Big Gus. Amazing tattooer. Uh, wonderful dude. It's always been a pleasure for me to talk to him. Um, again, like I said, guys, you can always check me out on Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. Check out the official Sullen Radio page at Sullen Radio. Go check out with those Time and Tide prints I have available. Um, again, they're 11 by 14, super dope, printed by Rebel Reprints by Scott. And uh, they're amazing, real good quality, wonderful. So check those out. Grab one if you'd like. Um, and uh, like I said on the podcast, hit me up for a tattoo if you're interested. We can definitely get something going. Text me or email me your ideas, joe at sullenradio.com. Again, uh, thanks for all the support, guys. Thanks for all the listens and the shares. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Later.